0: Hi everybody and welcome to the latest episode of the Endless House podcast and once again this show is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in the men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels and have engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and incredible comfort grooming experience. Their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawn 4.0, has now launched all over Europe and features wireless charging. Now before we move on, obviously I want to touch upon the wireless charging aspect <laughs> oh, of this. No. Of this Lawnmower 4.0, because we all as a part of the NSL's podcast received a lovely wee gift set from Manscaped and we appreciate it. Just it contained the, the, the razor they're talking about, the 4.0, a couple of wee gadgets with it, the, the guards won the four as well. And it also came Franny with this the cup, but but we would know as the wireless charging duck. Now you can see yes. the USB port here, you put the, the you're, unreal. The lawnmower you're 4.0. unreal, by the way, you're a brave the man. Lawnmower <laughs> The lawnmower 4.0 in there. But a wee revelation came to us over the weekend. A show regular of ours, the poet that I call him, I won't name his name. People who watch <laughs> the show know who I'm on about. Or otherwise known as Pink Velvet. Now, you have to know this weekend. <laughs> we're talking about there as well. But he told us he received a cup, Franny. <laughs> and we all all looked at each other a wee bit. And we were like, we, what? We never got a cup. <laughs> we, we never got a cup about the ring manscape customer service. <laughs> but Then we delved into a wee bit. We're going, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? And it came tonight that he's been putting his balls inside this and shaving <laughs> around. <laughs> oh, my Franny, God. i was Franny, ready for this again. Franny, help me out. Help me out here.
1: I don't like, know how you can. I don't know. I just was not expecting this tonight, Stephen. I thought... <laughs> I thought we'd had enough of it in the pub yesterday.
0: But that—that's that, that, thats the revelation. That this this has been used as a kind of like a, a silhouette device around the balls <laughs> to shave them safely.
1: Maybe, maybe we're doing it wrong all the way.
0: But obviously, disclaimer from us guys: this is a charging duck to Use <laughs> it as a charger. Okay, that's that's all I wanted to say on that. And also comes of the. A cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents and comes with an additional guard size 1-4 to 4 to fine-tune your trim. <laughs> and thanks to our advanced skin-safe technology, you can now feel confident shaving your balls. So join over 4 million worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive, <laughs> the exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code CELTS and Manscaped.com. And as always, the link will be in the description below. And up above is there, you can see what you have to do. Just go to the checkout and put in CELTS. But, charge a duck. Anyway, Franny, <laughs> we will move on and we'll get the show rolling. I'm joined by my show regular, the deadly duo partner. Francis, how are you?
1: Yeah, all good, all good, Stephen. Just finally getting over over Saturday and Sunday's adventure. So we say it was it was a good few days. It was a good
0: few days. a few days, fantastic few days. And we also have to there's a couple of wee shout-outs we're going to do. We have to give the first one to the Celtic State of Mind, guys. Fantastic, charty weekend that I had. Over twenty four hours of content, Francis, and they've raised, I think, just over twenty-one yeah, thousand pounds on really last count. I've seen. Yeah, and they're also doing uh an auction. So keep an eye out for that. There's some fantastic Celtic memorabilia going. So get you, get your eyes on it. But we kicked off that that um am trying week when <laughs> ender, Francis, and <laughs> I have to say it was a, a privilege for us to do it and you were in it. How was it?
1: Oh no, it was well, first of all, just gotta say thanks to all the the folk at a uh, Celtic State of Mind just for for reaching out to us as well I say we we kind of We, we said today must to get involved and in stuff I thought it was a great thing To actually try and get involved in And to help them mm-hmm. out and Try and Just raise some money for them and, and what they've done Is absolutely fantastic Like you say Just Northway 21,000 As it stands Over a weekend is, is absolutely fantastic And yeah I believe the the pages The GoFund pages is open For the rest of this weekend Like you said They've got an auction But yeah, just doing the show and stuff, just getting to reminisce about a really successful time and for us anyways, Celtic fans of our generation, just kind of changing the landscape a bit, sort of moulded the Celtic uh, of the 21st century really, because it was, mm-hmm. for me growing up, Kind of, I grew up in the nine and nine a row era for Rangers and stuff like that, so it was Martin and Neil coming, obviously I had the be wee bit of success under Tommy Burns and Vim Janssen and stuff but then it was just then Martin O'Neill came and just changed the landscape so it was good to kind of go over that season Stephen and some of the players that we had back then and just aye, thanks again to the Celtic State of Mind for letting us get involved in
0: that Yeah and uh, by all counts it was a show that went down really well with their audience Yeah I heard and, Yeah so we're, we're... We're grateful for all the, the feedback yeah. we've received and it's also available to watch in our channel and we'll make it available on our channel soon as a part of our our Rewind series that we're trying to get up and running again. So that's something to look forward to. And again, big thank you to you guys <laughs> at Sally set of mine and also Paul John Diggs for inviting us to take part. Really yeah. appreciate it. And also another shout out finally to the women's, Celtic Women's Football Club. who yeah. won the League yeah. Cup. Hopefully the first of many pieces ourselves were coming to the, the, the Celtic Park this season. Fran Alonso seems to be doing a fantastic job there, doesn't he?
1: Oh, he just looks suave, doesn't he? He always seems to look <laughs> suave when you see him. But yeah, it's, it's a great achievement for the women's the women's team. Like Glasgow City are arguably, but well, probably are the biggest uh, women's football Aye, team in Scotland, anyway. So they actually beat them in a cup finals. It's an absolute great achievement for for Celtic, and hopefully it kicks uh, the the ladies' team on, and they can go and pick up some more silverware. And like you say, hopefully it's the start. Of, many silverware for Celtic as a club this season
0: yeah 100% and once again congratulations but we'll move on to the main side of things the football and uh, a trip to Tannadice on Sunday Franny a game we we all got to see a fantastic game by all accounts Rodjicks with a a wonder goal Turnbull a game with a a fantastic goal and Liam Scales I was listening back to the last podcast and I was given Liam Scales won't see an opportunity won't get a chance and look what (laughs) happens yet again he comes in on his, his SPFL debut and scores a goal. But before we, we actually, as we always do, we'll do a wee brief summary of the game. For me, I thought the first half, we were absolutely fantastic. I, I thought some of the play, I mean, we were a bit jaded missing out. Johnston came in, albeit he wasn't amazing, but he did his job well yeah. for us. Yeah. The thought was really effective on the right-hand side. Kyogo, and what I loved as well, um, McGregor playing deep, he was trying the, the balls to Kyogo really early, but Posta was basically crying out for yeah, yeah, yeah. it. His, move, his movement was getting missed out and off flat in the previous games, but he was getting picked out time and time again, and it was just really effective football, wasn't
1: it? Oh yeah, just like you said, this Stephen, it was, it was, for me, I, I do, it, it sounds strange saying it when we've had a couple of 6-0 wins and stuff, but I think as a complete mm-hmm. performance, it's probably our best this season. Because, like you say, they were trying to play that ball to eh, Kyogo earlier, so eh, they were trying to pick out his runs, but it wasn't forcing it to him, if you like. It was mm-hmm. they were, You could see they were obviously looking for the runs earlier, but it wasn't, oh, we'll just look up and try and hit Kyogo. It was, were, there was a bit of thought behind it, and then it was just, like you say, the first half was brilliant. second half, I, I thought they were good. It was just, I mean, if it was six or seven, you wouldn't have complained. Like, well, nah. Dundee United couldn't have complained because it was just secret had a, an absolute great game. Uh, I would be interested to see what he got out of ten because not many keepers will lose three goals at home and probably end up winning eight or, a, <laughs> eight or a nine out of ten. But it was it actually was really good. And uh, I just thought, uh, every, everybody was a seven plus. Even like say like mm-hmm. guys like Mikey Johnson didn't play well, but he still he never ever had for the ball, which I, I liked. Yeah, he didn't seem to create a lot and things, but I'd be more concerned if he was hiding from the ball when he was known things weren't coming off. So, it it was probably good that I was. I'm just trying to think if nah and like Taylor coming back, I thought has sixty odd minutes. He was really good at. I don't like Ralston's been brilliant, but I, the back four looked really, really balanced. But then, Ralston probably wouldn't have looked well. It definitely wouldn't have looked out of place if he was playing it right, but. I think, as much as well, mean yourself, maybe, aren't Taylor's biggest fan. I I think we can get by. Where I would like to believe we would be looking for better, but I think just having a natural left-footed player at, uh, out in the left back position really benefited us as well. It looked it he he actually looked like it hadn't been out for a long period of time. So yeah, it was a really good performance. Considering we had like us say Ralston out, Welsh out, Yota, three guys at would, would, maybe not Welsh simply because Starfield's back now but definitely Ralston and your are first team regulars So uh-huh. and two, two, two key ones at that so uh, it was a really pleasing and complete performance for me Stephen considering the circumstances where before it was going to be a tricky tie Yeah,
0: but what Ralston's kind of suspend well injury suspension, don't know what's going going with that, injury <sighs> it did for us, Greg Taylor came back out of the cold no one knew he was yeah, fit the apostle called you. Didn't mention him for a long, long time until he was dropped into the team there. But what it did give us a chance to see was probably the first choice back four. So you're talking your elevated right back in his preferred position. Starfelt Carter Victors are building up a strong partnership, and I think you're right, Greg Taylor. For me, I mean, he's not. We all know he's not the best. He's not the uh-huh. best left back there is available that Celtic could probably attract, but we can't get by with him. But just touching upon the, the back four, it was the first time and probably since. All the injuries kicked in and people had to drop out and come in here and there. That was seeing them all together. And for me, I thought they played very well.
1: Oh Yeah, I thought they all they all looked like they'd been playing together all season. Obviously, Juranovic, Starfelt and uh, Carter Vickers have played many games together. But it was the first time Starfelt, I believe, has played on the left, his Taylor on the left of him. I think every game mm-hmm. Starfelt has played, it's mainly been Juranovic uh, and stuff. So, they seem to have a wee understanding and things. Obviously, Starfield, perf- I know he's just back from an injury, but before that, his, his performance as kind because he was coming on a game his last few games, he has been really impressive as well. So, he'd have had a wee bit of confidence and stuff going into it. And, yeah, just as a back four, they looked really, really, I was really impressed with him as a back four. It was maybe an, an easier game than maybe expected, I thought. Thought we controlled the majority of the game and never gave them much chance, but that's that's a combination of the defence and probably just how good our midfield three played.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And obviously, the goals—we we'll have to talk about these goals <laughs> here, Franny. The first one, <laughs> Tom, beautiful feet, Rogic, what uh, an absolute animal! The way he took that ball and he, he the touch took it out from him. Just wrapped, took the momentum, passed three or four players bottom left corner. Easy as that.
1: Easy as that, aye. (laughs) Easy as that. I mean, what what I said in the public wouldn't would he be lost in dancing on ice and he's probably right about that. But, uh, like, if you were, if you were trying to be nitpicking, was it the best defending for Dundee United? Probably not. I mean, his Hmm. first touch when Rogets takes the ball, it absolutely just does that boy, but it, it does, like, I'm struggling there's definitely, definitely not in Scotland, but there's not many in the UK that take the ball on the half turn as well as as Tom nah. Rogic. So that that when he first takes that touch away, it's it's just typical Tom Rogic, and I, it's a bit like how I'm with Callum McGregor. You just kind of expect that, and I I, <laughs> I feel myself, I don't give him enough credit for things like that because it's just what I'm used to <laughs> film But then obviously does a wee jinking running between the two defenders. I feel they, if you want to be critical, Dundee United they probably could have done more. And then I think it might have been Fuchs, I'm not sure, but showed him inside. You know what Tom Rogers is what to do. He wants to come inside and play that shot. and They, they let him come in. I mean, you see Charlie will try to get, he knows what's going to happen, mm. but he just gets out too late. But yeah, taking nothing away from the goal, It's it's. I know we're not quite half at the halfway point of the season, but it's definitely a contender for goal of the season. Oof. I think we're going to have to go some to actually
0: beat it. Oh, yes. Go some, the been at the beer <laughs> five or six years. They get even close to that, any... but what, one thing good, as well yeah. that we actually spoke about previously was, and not many people notice this or even say it. He has a bit of a turn of pace, doesn't he? He's quite, he's yeah, quite. Yeah, he's, he 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 totally...
1: on the ball than he is off the ball, which is the weirdest I, thing
0: ever. <laughs> when he was running with that ball, he's like he's actually quite quick. <laughs> you, know, you don't, really, you don't really notice it as much as you say off the ball running. Tom Rosy's is as good as. Ten men. Let's be honest. But <laughs> when he when he has the ball at his feet, he's delightful. He's made such a big difference as he's come back and unlocking defenses and Turnbull's playing off him again. Obviously, when Beaton came in, he did a fantastic job. Yeah. But that midfield free with McGregor, Turnbull, and Roger um, it's just playing well. It's fantastic, isn't it?
1: Well, yeah. It's like I don't know. I know me personally, but I don't. It's possibly you because we seem to agree in a lot recently, and we're, we're quite wrong all the time. But. Uh, I think we both agreed that McGregor's better than the number eight, but I think he's kind of proven us wrong in that one. I think he actually looks a lot oh. better than six lately. Oh, <laughs> well, uh, come on, and I, that's not I hard, actually, And I think uh, Tumble's obviously shining in the sort of the eight position, and it allows rog- it allows us to get Rogich in the team. Yeah, in the face, it, it maybe doesn't look like we've got the dig and fight in the middle part, but I think of late, McGregor's stepping up to that, and he's got a wee bit of digging. Bit of energy in the team and he just got it and it. we get up and down the park. So as a midfield three, I think uh, it's it's absolutely absolutely brilliant now because you've got every one of them can play a pass. They've got an eye for a pass. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like McGregor's kind of like the quarterback passing and stuff. He's got a whole range of passing. Similar to Rogic and Tumble, but Rogic seems to have been able to just play that wee eye the needle pass, and then Tumble's obviously. Tumble and Rogg, the freedom can shoot for outside the box. So it's it's a perfect a, a, a uh on perfect midfield three. I just for I say I would have probably asked me five, six weeks ago would have been banging on to have like a McCarthy or beat on in the number six and, and it's it's or that. Tumble. It's between yeah. but I think we've got to we've got to go with these three. I
0: think. I mean Rodgick is is as high I imagine. I play football. <laughs> ah, I mean. well-tay-ay. Well-tay-ay. <laughs> <laughs> the ball comes over the top on the muddy pitch I'm ah. coasting the ball it's definitely not like that but you know, you know what I <laughs> mean I mean the second goal Turnbull I mean five minutes previous he missed an absolute sitter Kyogo set him up he, he tried to control it at the six yard line you're like what are you doing but fast forward McGregor as you said his rage of passing comes to the forward again ball over the top Turnbull with a run dinks it over the keeper does a free 360 pirouette and then puts it in the net that's another another beautiful goal, isn't it? Oh
1: yeah, yeah. Absolutely. McGregor's passing that like what I, I think it was William again, and then he actually made a great comment saying Rogic's touch and the lead up to that is totally getting <laughs> forgotten because McGregor's pass was that good and so was Tumbles' touch and because I don't know who played a wee diagonal out towards Rogic, but he plucked it out the air, yeah, like cushion beautifully. Aye, I just and I brought it straight down so nonchalant, like it. Ah, so what? So yeah. what I do, eh? and I just played it inside <laughs> to McGregor, and then he played that nice pass and it said, "Tumble his awareness to know that the keeper's coming out." You could argue, did they mean the wee, the, the touch to be as good and stuff, but I'm, I'm of, course not, not, of course he meant it.
0: Of course he meant it. I'm
1: going to give him it, but what I would say, even if he's obviously meant to try and control it, if as it a miscontrol control to take it over the keeper, he's still clearly aware enough to know. Like he obviously spins round, he knows what's... Because it's not like the ball's bounced at all. The, he's hurt the ball in before, so he knows... If he has taken a, a bad touch, he's, he's aware enough to know of taken a bad touch, but I know what's happening with the ball, and he turns round and knocks it in. because It's obviously a, a Dundee United player coming in. I don't know if he would stop it. I think it would probably still go to again, or maybe Kyle going knocked down, but... Bad touch or not bad touch... Uh, bad touch or not or a bad touch, it's, it's either an amazing goal or an absolutely fantastic goal at the end of the day
0: Amazing goal or an absolute fluke that's one of the two options but I wouldn't say I it was mean... a fluke
1: because it was as I say <laughs> he gets a great touch and he's either getting wiped out for a, if he gets a great touch he's just taking it in and knocking it in or he gets if you want to argue it was a bad touch It does what he done but he's still got the awareness to know to read the situation and know what's happening so it's it's, a good, yeah. it's an amazing goal whatever way you want if you want to claim it a good touch or a bad touch
0: it was, it was the spin for me, the 360. Yeah. Well, that's how
1: And it's like, he if do. that
0: was me or you in that situation, we'd just fall flat on our faces. Uh, but he turns the keeper, dust, I don't know what, the keeper, <laughs> dust, you know what I mean, a wee bit like Rosick, and those bang, yeah. puts it in. Fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. And like, even in the first half, I mean, Joranovic's a right back. Yes, he was a wee bit sloppy at times, but obviously he's not played there much. He's been over at left back for us, but yeah. even him coming in field of fun made the, the pitch bigger because Forrest took advantage of the way spaces. Yeah. Yes, we, we did moan and groan sometimes because he cut inside, but I think that's a part of Forest games now. we're going to have to get used to it because he's loo- losing that wee yard of pace that he used to have, so he needs to find other ways to affect the game. But Juranovic at that right-back spot, Franny, how did you feel he did get on? And do you think that's his now, even if Ralston comes back from this injury?
1: I think a lot will depend on the form of Taylor and mm. the obviously the form of Juranovic. I know... We've been saying that obviously we want not we want you know, but we feel Juranovic would be the better option out there. But you can't discredit what Ralston has done this campaign. He's been absolutely fantastic. But I think you've seen on Saturday, then obviously uh, midweek when Juranovic uh, had to go over there after the injury, that he is more suited, he's more comfortable on the ball. Juranovic. That's that's obvious, and I think that mm. suits it suits the system better. It, the fact that he can come inside and uh, it just like it's so comfortable on the ball, so calm, and I th- it does suit the sort of the inverted fullbacks because when he comes in the middle park, he's obviously comfy and taking the ball. So, I, do I think it's going to be hard for Rousey to come back in? possibly? But that's my big good thing in the sense that it means Taylor's obviously stepping up to the Mark and Yoranna mm-hmm. because he's still playing good. So it's one of the ones where um, if Juranovic does stay in the team, I believe it'll be more on merit or Ralston not getting into it'll be more on the performance of the others because it'd have been easy when we got Juranovic in to play ball and goal and Montgomery at left-back even though Taylor was injured just to get Juranovic right-back but we've seen that Postacoglu he didn't drop Juranovic even though he wasn't necessarily uh, the first choice right-back but so it's... It's a shame for Ralston because I don't want him to lose his position due to an injury. But it's football, it's just the luck sometimes. But I, I hope, I, well one, I hope he's not out for long. And two, uh, it's, I, I hope he doesn't loss, loss out because an injury. It would be a shame for him to loss out because an injury.
0: But what it does do, if that is the case, it adds another option they yeah, get fantastic absent exactly, fantastic Yeah. yeah. the right back. So the squad depth gets increased there. And then obviously yeah. if Greg Taylor stays fit and plays well, then you've got Montgomery backing him up until we yeah. probably will sign another left back at some point. Obviously we'll get on to some transfer rumours that have been flying around recently, but get into the second half. I mean, Forrest come off in half time. We've got a heart and mouth situation. Let's hope he is now for a long time. Cause Foster Cody did say he felt it tightness his hamstring. And these hamstring in- injuries, Franny, seem to be a symptom of how we're playing at the minute. It's, it's part and parcel. It's a bit yeah. like you, th- you just don't know who's going to make a free game. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that's the way it is. But Abada comes on. He he, he slots into the right-hand side. He was fighting on the lead-up to the third goal. It was another beautiful cross-field pass. Yeah. First-time pass from Abada across the box. And Liam Scales, the Irish man, who I said <laughs> probably, wouldn't get, probably wouldn't get a look in comes comes <laughs> towards the edge of the box, slats them with his left foot on the first touch, and again, taps off a wonderful performance, didn't
1: it? Yeah, absolutely did it. And then, it's another option for the left-back position, as we just find uh, out yeah. at the weekend. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it, it, obviously so it sort of a great moment from getting his, his debut then, obviously, to cap it with a goal and stuff, and, like, he obviously came on me like, the best part of half an hour, just under half an hour of playing stuff. So, he had plenty of time to get into the game, but at that, at that time it would have been easy. We were running 2 0, kind of cruising. Obviously, we'd done the 80 goal in the last sort of five, 10 minutes, could make it tricky, but we never looked like conceding. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it would have been easy for Liam Skills just to keep in his position, maybe stand in the halfway line when we're attacking, just getting his defensive position, if, if you like, not wanting to maybe get involved in the attacking play because it was essentially no need for it and we weren't necessarily chasing a goal so it'd have been easy for him to just stay in his defensive sort of position and manage the game and see himself through but he it, it gambled and he got his rewards which is is good to see it showed, showed bravery and stuff and it obviously it would have had confidence regardless after the game like be buzzing obviously because he's made his debut and it wasn't just a wee cameo like five ten minutes mm-hmm. he actually got a good, good 25 nearly 30 minutes so uh, it was it was Brave it was it was good and stuff just to see him gambling and going ahead and trying to get involved in the game and yeah, it was a slight defection but it, it deserved it because he didn't last at the shot, he tried to it was a nice controlled finish. Cushioned? It, it, yeah, it was easy just to see your name and lights there and absolutely try and take the get the laces through and either go right out the stadium or just cut, slice a shot wide but a nice wee control finish. Yes, slight deflection which maybe aided him and turned it away for Seagrass but you, you make your luck when you, you do the things coming for the left back. Exactly. let say gambling.
0: And what it did show as well the Posta Coglu method coming in the play there because yeah. he scored from the inverted fullback position and I watched yeah. the replay again today. Johnson was hanging out left keeping the, the, the pitch wide. Like and keeping scale, wide uh, scales was coming in that position in between the centre half and their left back or right back. So yeah. What what it does so the players are listening to their methods and yeah, they're getting they're used understand. to
1: it. Ah, they're getting used to it. Yeah, yeah.
0: and even the Friends players, at Scales would have been. He's come in and totally took a better scruff than that and scored a, a wonderful goal. Yeah, that, that's that's a that's a good thing, isn't
1: it? Oh no, hundred percent. It's you want like we discussed in the pub. You want your sort of a second choice, if you like, for every position to be. they have never got a, in an ideal world. You want them to be equally as good as the one that they're replacing, but. It's never going to happen, but you don't. You don't want a major drop in Sunday. Sunday for me, it didn't. It wasn't a major drop. It evidently it wasn't a major drop in mm. some of the sort of fringe players. Whether they can carry that over a period of time, time will tell. I think there's got to be opportunities there for them. So fingers crossed. Everything's everything's rosy and on the patch anyway. We'll not obviously be talking about the board and there's no point in getting involved in that carry on the day that, let's let's keep it positive everything's going well in the pitch and stuff so yeah, yeah nah, it's
0: I agree. We know We've it. come, the the, we'll...
1: folk, the folk in the boardroom know that they've they're known the room but let's just stay in the positive it's it's a good moment a good period and it's been a good long period we and with, yeah. we're in there now it's really good performances I t-
0: I totally agree. I think Paul always doing a wonderful job in kind of separating the people on the pitch yeah. from what's going on at the top, and you, you seen the team. Yeah. you've seen that. Yeah, you seen that with his celebrations again. At Tanadice, yeah. he, do, he does. Yeah. He's loving it. He's absolutely loving it, and the players are too. And it's probably now Celtic obviously retweeted the. You love it. We retweeted. Celtic obviously retweeted the. Ronnie Daly winning the or into the MLS Cup or winning the yeah. MLS Cup, it? he won it didn't he? Uh, and right, we'll uh, he showed his passion. Ronnie Daly had a bit of love for me, as I said, like I kind of I know he wasn't everyone's cup of tea, but he did connect the, the players and the supporters yeah. at certain times. The Ronnie roar and I get a wee bit of love from Pasta Cogley, but on a much higher level. Let's be honest, but mm-hmm. it's just it's just amazing, amazing, amazing to see. Um, we'll move on, and obviously we did touch upon squad depth and the transfer rumor mill has always come up with January is flying and especially because Postacoglu has links to the, the J-League, the Japanese league, even earlier they're coming nice So we're at the start of December. We've been linked to three players. And apparently this is nailed on, confirmed that at least mm-hmm. two of these players are definitely coming to Celtic Park. And I'll just throw the first one to you. Rio Hat- Hatate, I'm probably absolutely butchering that name. Of
1: course, I would go with as well.
0: Yeah, but he predominantly played left back this season for his club um, not going to pronounce a club's name because I'll my that up too. But he, the <laughs> Jay League, he, he made it into the Japanese Japanese team League of the Year, so a player with good pedigree. Many think he's coming in as a centre mid because he's versatile. He can play that defensive mid re, midfield role and left back. I think he'd become the left back, my personal opinion. But mm. in regards to this player, do you think from the things you've seen, I've watched a wee bit of him on YouTube? Obviously, he would be a good fit. I
1: think so. Like the YouTube clips I've seen of him, he seems to play in midfield a lot. But everybody seems to say he's a <laughs> left back. So, I, but I don't know. It's I've not got to sit here and pretend I know the J League. Oh, and no, know much about no, it. So no. I don't know. Is it maybe maybe just I don't know if it's right saying the standard because you look at Kyogo and the boy's frightening. So it's I don't I I think it's if Postacoglu believes in him. I've got to trust him because he's obviously sprung on Kyogo. Kyogo's been absolutely a breath of fresh air, been brilliant. So maybe the boys just went to him saying there's a a few more of them and he's went, well, these are some guys that I I know about. So I think you've got to trust him. Obviously, I I don't want to sound pretentious and ignorant and going, uh, well, uh, what is the standard like over there? But I think it's safe to say. It's probably... I know, but I feel a wee bit of me is still a wee bit... I don't skeptical. Know, but, uh, a wee bit sceptical, but going by the YouTube clips, I really... Uh, out the f- I don't know much about the the midfielder boy, but I,
0: out the yeah. three,
1: out the three, I, I really like the look of this attacky boy. He looks, he looks a proper player. He does look a player, and I really like the look of him.
0: Well, what it does show, if he can cover left-back in defensive midfield, it does show, frankly, ah. that Pasta who's looking... At squad depth as well there. Yeah. To cover them positions.
1: Yeah. No, so, I 100% agree with that. 100% agree with that. That's what you want at the end of the day.
0: We'll need that. Yeah. And, and obviously the lesser known, one that does come into the kind of, the four in the last 48 hours is Yuzuki at Adugichi. Probably totally again, <laughs> butchering that name. <laughs> but, I mean, another midfield player. And then D- Dazian Med- Medida. I think it's Another, I think
1: it's Maeda. I, only Maeda. I've I've heard a few folks saying it, so I'm going for Maeda.
0: Maeda, and he looks frightening. I have to it admit, I've watched, rapid,
1: eh? I, I've
0: watched loads of loads of stuff on him, and the nickname him over there is kind of Japanese and Baba. And if him and Kyogo can form <laughs> a, a partnership, this the SPFL oh, if rapid. he comes is in for a tower of time, aren't it?
1: Yeah, well, I I believe uh, the boy Maeda finished top goal scorer in the league. So, well, no, Kyogo. Mm-hmm. He was, I think he'd finished the season, well, before he left, he was on about 16, maybe. So top goal scorer when he left. So, and then we obviously see, I think he's on 14 in all competitions here already. So, if this is the top goal scorer of the league we're getting, then you've got to believe he's a better player as well and he's got an eye for goal. But, yeah, some of the YouTube clubs I've seen of him is... The defenders are either running through treacle or this guy is absolutely <laughs> using bolt because he's absolutely <laughs> rapid. If he, he looks a lot faster than what Kyogo is, and Kyogo is fast. He so
0: does. He and that's a...
1: ridiculously quick. I've not seen because uh, obviously we only heard about the. Well, obviously we knew about Hatati and Maeda. Their rumours have been about for a wee while, so you have had a chance to look at the YouTube clubs, but the midfielder boy obviously only kind of came out and came out yesterday and I've not really had a chance to actually try and see any YouTube clips of him. But as mm-hmm. I've said before, it's, it's hard to go on the YouTube clips because we're always, they're, they're always got to be good, aren't they? But definitely, Hatati out the three is one I'm really, really sort of keen on. Like, I like the look of, but yeah. obviously I'm still a bit sceptical of the league. But I think a lot of that's <sighs> down to ignorance for myself. And I don't know why when you look at Kyogo, I, don't <laughs> I don't know why I don't know why when you're looking at Kyogo at the end of the day.
0: Yeah. I mean, the centre middle field boy it, it could have been could be or could have been fatal towards squad depth, the Celtic. I mean, we could have been a, with without David Turnbull for a long oh. period of time yesterday yeah. with that absolutely shocking, disgusting challenge by Callum Butcher of Dundee United. And he nearly butchered excuse <laughs> the pun, David Turnbull's leg. And it was disgusting. Highlight that wasn't a red card on the spot, I will never know. And i seen Sky Sports did a wee thing on it today. They brought their referee and expert in. Right. Obviously, he's from down in England and he was lost for words. Basically, he was like it's a red all day. The studio guests who were in at the time said it's a disgusting telling. They didn't even want to see it. No more, it was that bad. How, how, how can that go unpunished?
1: I don't know. And then because he's been yellow carded, I'm not too sure if he can get retrospective punishment.
0: i see, I seen something like that, yeah. Can
1: you? So I don't, I, I don't actually know if, because he's been yellow carded and the referee's uh, seen it, whether there's something in the rules, I don't know if, uh, depending on what the referee claims he's seen, whether he just says, oh, I thought it was a bad challenge or a late challenge. I didn't think it was a high challenge. Maybe if there's a sort of a discrepancy in the interpretation, you could then look at it retrospectively, but I believe because he's been yellow carded, there's no way you can look at it. I can't, I love what sports scene, obviously we watched the, the game in the pub, so Obviously, when you score, your whenever uh, and the replays don't really focus on the referee's position. So I don't know, I don't know what sort of angle he had on Franny. it.
0: The linesman, the linesman was there.
1: Well, for me, I think. See, when you see it, the fourth official, what is he yeah, doing? Yeah, the fourth
0: official. Yeah, what, the exactly. Fourth
1: officials are yards away fit. it. So between the three of them, surely they should get the decision right because it's on the linesman's side. Then the fourth officials there. I say the referee. I'm not too sure what he's seen. He's on, but he's clearly not seen the challenge as bad as it has. if he has. It's absolutely an embarrassment. If he's seen that challenge as, as in it has and deemed that a yellow card, that's it's frightening, absolutely frightening. But well, like, does, can you remember? Have you seen any replays? Have you seen the Dundee United coach or something on the bench? I, the Make coach. What's, what's he complaining it? for? What's, what's,
0: what's he what's complaining what?
1: for? <laughs> I don't don't know what he's all about, but uh, honestly, how that is not a red card is, I mean, even Chris Boyd said it was a red card, that's all you need to know, eh?
0: Uh, To be fair to me, he actually did say that, (laughs) but we we all know we're using Chris Boyd, but (laughs) um, uh, I think as well, like, is it a case, obviously, there is some decisions you look at and you're like, nah, fair enough, we can get that wrong. But for me, yesterday, Franny, that that was a, a leg breaker, and that could have oh, like yeah. Turnbull's been out. He he's he's missed a year of his career already for a horror injury that kind of scuppered his move to Celtic in the first place. But thankfully, he got back to that level again. And then you look you look at that tackle, and you said the fourth official, the linesman could see that, and the Dundee United advance. I really they should be ashamed of themselves. That coach should be hanging his head in shame for I don't even know what he was claiming. I I just <laughs> don't know what he was claiming. But <laughs> is it a case of like we've covered referees quite a lot the past couple of weeks in this podcast, and it's only because of stupid, horrendous decisions like this. But is it a case of they're just ignorantly stupid or inconsistent or just not fit for purpose to referee top level football matches?
1: I think it's a, a combination at uh, all. And I think just to sort of uh, start with this, at least when we have been moaning about the referees lately, it's on the back of wins, so nobody can chuck the paranoia mm-hmm. and all this. We've never really picked up on a referee when we've been dropping points. It's always when we've been... I think, on memory, the only time we've picked up on a referee is the first game of the season, which we which we lost when we. you talk about yeah. the Andy Halliday challenge. I think holiday challenge. it's the only time we've called out a referee on the back of, back of a defeat. Every other time we've called out a referee, we've won. We've, we've won the game. So nobody can really be chucking the whole paranoia conspiracy carry on it. you're just calling out bad decisions on the back of a win yeah, but yeah I, I think it's I think it's a combination of like you say an it referee and just consistency the consistency is clearly not there uh, but it's I think as well the punishment for bad decisions for the referees plays a part because I'm not going to say their heart's not in it but if they know on the back of a bad decision they'll referee another SPFL game the following weekend, then mm. I'm not saying they'll deliberately make a bad decision, but where is the sort of a oh, what's what am I trying to say? Like where are you what do you try to do to better yourself or keep yourself at a consistent level yeah. if you're not going up or down the ladder, so to speak? Like in everyday work of your life, most jobs, if you do well, you work your way up the ladder. That's usually exactly. natural progression. If you do bad You'll maybe not necessarily go down that But you'll, you'll stay stale stay. Or you'll, yeah, you'll just stay, you'll, you'll plateau You might go, depending on the type of job You might go go backwards in it But if you, regardless of performance You might miss one weekend game But you've got your, your day job Monday to Friday, which a lot of these referees work So mm-hmm. you're just missing that wee bonus at the, 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 at the weekend But yeah, I just think There needs to be punishment for these refs Like go down the leagues and then that obviously affects yep. their, their pay on that, that might help them then look at their performance and go, right, well, if I work... Because I believe it's like a £1,000 they get per SPFL game. So if you're getting that on the top of your, your weekly Your wage. That's a good wage. But if, if you then know that you can make decisions like yesterday and then still do that next week, you'll be like, where, yeah. is, where is incentive to try and better yourself because you're like well I just need to kind of stay at this level and I've got to get these games every week, It's, I just think it's I I mean John would have a different opinion but uh, I think it's just <laughs> we've got serious poor ref. like I, I think he would agree we've got seriously poor referees but I, I think that is the major thing we've got seriously poor referees in the game now, I think it needs to be called out but it needs to be sensible how you call it out in the sense that I don't want it getting called out like you are going all yeah. against us. I, I, like just call it out for a net referees like John mentioned that it's we've got amateurs refereeing a professional game. We've got folk that yeah. on paper aren't fit for purpose. With like you don't get amateur referees uh, refereeing a boxing match. I don't. I'm obviously not sure about uh, rugby and things like that. But get professionals. It's a professional game, so get professional referees in appreciate it's got to uh, cost uh, money to do that because what referees got to give up maybe, even if they work three days a week and they're only getting a couple hundred pounds but if they're getting a grand on top of that at the end of the week, if you're getting twelve hundred quid a week and that, why you want to give that up if that's not what you've got to get to go professional? So, it's it's one I of think, them. I think we need to get professional but it's it's the money it'll cost to get that.
0: I guess well, if you base it around football terms it's quite simple. If a player be- performs badly in consecutive games they get dropped. Yeah. If a manager performs badly in consecutive games and more or less to get the sack. If referees in Scotland perform badly in consecutive games, they get rewarded by getting yeah. the ground the next week, refereeing yeah. at the top level again. It's it's not 100%. fit for purpose. And what annoys me as well, managers have been kind of warned off from speaking out against um refs yeah. to get punishments, they get they sta- get bans, they do I mean all that kind of thing. Do you not think it's about time that I'm not just saying sadly, but any other clubs that are affected, their actual board who sit High up in Celtic or other clubs, should just come out and publicly say what is the actual deal here?
1: No, I I, I totally think that. I think like as I just said, I think the needy folk in high like on board level across every SPFL club need to be coming out and saying they're not happy with the standard of the refereeing. Cause someday, like David Tumble's foot, if that was planted a wee bit more, that's
0: potentially well, a leg break. Here's up. something for you. Here's something for you. Right, picture this: He got that decision wrong, yellow card, right? But in that precise moment, David Turnbull's leg broke, right? Mm. What punishment would that referee serve? Nothing,
1: none. But David Turnbull's I mean, at the end of the day, it sends even if he sends him off, we are still losing David Turnbull for a period. But yeah, he's getting at least he's getting the decision right then. I get what you're saying. He's yeah. still getting the decision right, but you don't. That's what you're trying to avoid. Be, by... I think looking at the bigger picture, that's what you're trying to avoid because a poor decision, poor referees will cost guys guys of season, guys long-term injury, potentially cost them cost them a career, but it's, I just think, you need to get united in it and say like, call out bad decisions
0: Yeah, I totally agree and I think every person who watched that game even a neutral yesterday would have said it's, it was a red card it's, was,
1: it's, uh, unreal. it's unreal It's unreal how they can actually look uh, at that and think of yellow so it's and what, I think your what, man, what has the referee seen?
0: I know exactly. I think your man, Callum Butcher, um, only came Suspices. back from suspension. Right. and I, I what I liked as well, I remember on the screen, Colin McGregor was pointing at the referee, and I, I think he said, oh, That's a definite red ref, that's a definite, uh-huh. and he kind of shoost him away. And it's like, You're not even listening to the club captain. What What can you but do? See, it's, it's...
1: Well, I've not, I've not. Got too much an issue in the rep because I don't want the referee getting influenced by other players. Like Carl McGregor's obviously not that type of player that's going to be asking for needless cards. I think the, he knew it was a bad one, he knew it was a bad one. I think he's, I think that that's kind of, I, I, I don't know if it's unnatural for Carl McGregor, but I've never noticed it before. So that's when that's another reason you notice a bad challenge as well. I don't think Butchers intensely went out to to do that type <sighs> of challenge. It's a, it's a, re- I mean, it's, it's in the it's. I've written a red card. Does and the fact that it's it's over the top. It's reckless. It's out of control. So it's, it defines everything about an excessive force as well. So it, it's in the rule, but it defines every rule in, for a red card. Mm-hmm. I think I don't believe he went in to do that challenge. It, as I say, it, it was a reckless challenge. But I don't. I, I don't think it was premeditated. It was just an absolute terrible tackle. But when you see guys like Callum McGregor, referees need to know the players you See him coming out saying that's a red card, you that, that's what I meant. But for me, like, if the referee's shushing him as well, I'm, I'm okay with that as long as the referee's like, Let me ref the game, let me do it. But to then just be like, That's that's a yellow, it's like, you know, like, Cal McGregor's not that type of player to be point asking for red cards.
0: No, I think we, I mean, every every person knows Cal McGregor, so I mean, it's uh, he's, he's not that type of player at all. It was a horrendous tackle, and thankfully, David Turnbull stayed in the pitch. No yeah, so that that's that was good. But we'll, we'll move on, obviously, to the game against Real Betis, as William kept correcting me and saying. <laughs> I kept going, Betis, Betis," and he was like, what are you saying that for? It's Betis, so we'll go with Real Betis. Now, <laughs> obviously, Franny, it's at home on their nights at Celtic Park, 8 o'clock kickoff this Thursday. Bit of a dead rubber, really. I mean, we're qualified for the Conference League. They're, they're sailing through to the, the last 32 of the Europa League. So, I mean, a lot of people are crying out for a couple of friends' players to start. I would probably be along the same lines, but again, you don't want to get. I was going to say negative of me here, but you don't want to get smashed. You don't want to.
1: Yeah. You
0: know Tell I me, mean? you don't want to put all these young players out and end up getting turned over three or four nil. I do think we can be competitive against Batiste. That that's no no issue to me, but it's about mixing and matching, not totally changing the team, isn't
1: it? Yeah, I mean, in an ideal world, well, yeah. in an ideal world, you'd still you'd either be through or have somebody to play for in this game of essentially. But I I would love to play your strongest eleven. I I, I think there's a chance will do it because he has he's on record as saying he wants to test himself. He wants to test his players. He wants to to see what level they're at and get to it. So if he plays his strongest possible eleven, would they be surprised? No, I don't. I think there will. I don't think there'll be wholesome changes. Simply to the fact that mm. I don't really know how many of the French players are actually registered for the Europa League group but uh, I think it, I, I'm with you I think it'll be a wee bit of a sort of a, 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 a mixing match like I think Taylor will obviously start and things like just because he's come back for fitness she might might find some like Kyogo will not start and I, I think McGregor will start so I think you know, maybe three or four Stephen I don't think it'll be drastic I, I, mm. I, for me probably would want if possible, our living changes. Just and just, I just accept the result. Yes, it's not great to look at. It's not ideal for the fans that have obviously bought the package and stuff and going maybe getting turned over, co fashion points. It probably isn't great for that. Yeah, that's a great got, point. But I think we've got bigger fish to fry in the sense come come Sunday in the league. Yeah. We've got bigger, obviously if there was something to play for in this game aside from coefficient points I'd be asking for the strongest 11 and just saying right well this is but I suppose the argument still stands regardless of having something to play for as Celtic football club but it's, this has been what being part of such a big club is, is you play play European football then at the weekend you've got your league stuff so it's I would love to play I would love to start a, like the strongest team out but if I was postal call guy, I'd probably change the field of in Stephen.
0: Yeah, I mean, get into the game. I think Betis or Betis are they're unbeaten in five. Their, their last their last game was against Barcelona, 1-1-0, albeit obviously Barcelona aren't the, the force they used to be. They're experiencing some financial difficulties, but still a fantastic world renowned yeah. team. We can't ever, ever, ever deny that to I me. Mean. <laughs> um I agree with what you're saying. I'll go with my lineup and score production first. I never go first, so I'll do I'll do it because... <laughs> I'll go now this this may sound messed up after what I said about mixing and matching, but <laughs> Scott being the starting nets. Right? Like the, bear with me. Joranovich, <laughs> your bitch Carter Vickers. Starfield. I'll keep them M2 because they keep need to build their partnership. I would start skills, because Taylor's only come back from injury. I would also start oh, nice is where right. I would start McCarthy uh-huh. in the deeper position. Uh-huh. I would put in Sorrow and Rodzick. So you're giving Turnbull a rest, who's playing basically uh-huh. every minute of football there is yeah. you give McGregor rest. I would put I would put a batter for the middle, number <laughs> The number nine. I would put I
1: mean that's Montgomery matching.
0: Yeah, I mean it is, isn't it? <laughs> I would put Montgomery to the left and put Forrest on the right to keep his recovery going in terms of minutes. What do you think of that up?
1: Fucking horrendous, mate. What?
0: Really? <laughs> I, <laughs> thought I thought that was quite that good.
1: I mean, personally I would go with it in the sense that majority of your big players are not playing, so there's less But you still gotta be better. Of... Of... But it's come on, Stephen. You're at it, sir. Oh, you. You're at it with that. Who would mate.
0: you who would you who would you start?
1: Well, I'm just, I'll tell you as soon as you've asked me. I think I'm uh, Hart, nine. <laughs> i think I think the back the back five I sense will be the back five that played against Dundee United. I think it'll be Hart, Duranovic, Carter, Vickers, Starfelt and Taylor. I think because Taylor's coming back, he'll he'll play again. It's at Celtic Park. It's a bigger park, so I don't whether he plays the full games a different story. But I think that back five will stay the same. I would drop McGregor. But I believe he'll be in, but so I'm, I'll, I'll go with the team I would like to play. So I would probably put I put McCarthy in there to give him minutes, but uh, it's I, I'm with you. I want Turnbull rested, but it's we've not really got anybody. You would have to then put sorry, in, eh? nah, I don't. I well maybe I I'd maybe put beat on there. McCarthy know there are another two. So but maybe McCarthy can just play that one on one in front, mm. and so. And 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 an idol set. If I was picking the team, uh, I my midfield be would be would be beat on McCarthy and Rogic, and then my front three, Mikey Johnson, just to try and get him get him a bit in his game time. Try and get him the confidence. Uh, I'd play a eighty, and I'd also play a badder just to try. I know Forrest is coming back, but I think just to try and get a badder a wee bit of confidence as well back. Mm. That would be my team. I, but I think. Both first teams have got to be nowhere near. Yours is definitely nowhere near the first eleven.
0: My team Mine's would just... smash your team, hundred <sighs> oh, percent. Right. All day, all day. <laughs> Pace in the middle, or a batter for oh, the middle. F- oh, You've got Scott Bain, on, Bain and goals. That. You've got Scott Bain. Scott and Bain goals. played out with a feet now brilliant keeper. <laughs> 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 I mean, score predictions are quite famous now in this podcast. We absolutely oh, mess it up weekend week, oh, in, right week out. I, I think who was closest at, at the Tannis game? Might have been We'd Ross lost, or
1: something. Ross said three one. I think.
0: I, think he said no. I did. He did. To be fair. What about you for this game?
1: It's, it's a hard one, Steve, because obviously well, we're obviously doing this on Monday. it will go out on Tuesday. But when when you're at
0: a score, I th- predict, a score prediction can't be affected. Bad day.
1: <laughs> I bet we've we absolutely no idea what the team's got. But but if if it was my team that I've just packed that went out, I think maybe i won won each. I think I scored two.
0: Is that, a, is that a comfy one each?
1: Aye, because it's will they'll score in the 8th to ninth minute.
0: Oh I'll go if it's my team that starts the game, I'll I hope go get getting fucking turn there. Tell him one to Celtic. What are you talking about? Uh. I'll go <laughs>
1: I'll
0: go two one Celtic. I'll I'll go two one because I think I think Bettis, they, they may come over, they may rest a few players. Yeah. You know I mean they they, they might rest a few key players in their team so could be a good game all, in all. and obviously mm-hmm. the people who are going will make it a fantastic atmosphere a European game on their nights but that brings us to the end of, end of the show Francis and there's no point really doing the quiz is there because it's just you I do you know what I mean so oh, my deadly duo gosh. partner I can't, I can't put you on that <laughs> pressure asking, asking you questions by yourself so I mean that'd be a bit, bit of a feel on our part but have you enjoyed yeah. this one
1: ah oh, I love slush
0: <laughs> why did you have to <laughs> say that who told you to say that
1: no I just after you you hung someone out to dry at the start I thought I need to I've just it's made me think about this and I'm waiting till the end I'm chucking it in
0: and obviously just another one just it's a wireless (laughs) charging deck for the lawnmower 4.0 and as it says 20% off at the checkout with our code SELTS. Couple of the Christmas time, getting closer and closer and closer, Fanny. Get involved, get it done, get something bought for your family, relatives, loved ones, friends, whoever it may be. And until next time, stay well and keep safe.